0: Welcome everyone to Not Alone Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this show. If you are listening using the Anchor app, please consider subscribing. This way you can also receive notifications as to when new podcasts are released and if you are using other platforms, please continue sharing with friends and family after each episode is released. Thank you for joining us and Let's listen to the show. Okay, I want to start by welcoming you, Andrea, to the show today. Thank you so much for coming and sharing.
1: Thank you for the invitation.
0: So happy and honored that you're here to do this. Okay, you were recently somewhere for an intercession trip. Yes. And I want to know all about it. And I know this would help our listeners and encourage just all of us as believers. So, Can you tell us about your trip? Where did you recently come from? Uh, I came from South Korea last Wednesday. Okay, so you've only been home for a few short days. Yeah. (laughs) Still battling jet lag. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, can you tell us, take us to the very beginning of why you went there, what the Lord was telling you. let's start there and you just take us on your journey step by step uh, from this trip.
1: Normally when um, God uh, wants me to pray for something, he'll highlight it, like a group of people or a nation or a particular person. And so um, in December, I think it was, might have been late November of last year, he uh, started highlighting um, Korea for me which was completely out of the blue because i don't really have any connection with korea i've had friends like not super super close friends but friends that are korean but i don't have close ties to korea in any way um and so uh he started highlighting it and it just kept popping up like close friends of mine would talk about korea for no reason like it wasn't a part of the conversation it was just like suddenly they would think of something about korea and would add it into the conversation we were having it was bizarre um and i don't think in my entire life i've ever had something highlighted so consistently and so strongly wow. before um and so uh yeah i don't know how deep you want me to mm-hmm. go into this like to yeah do you, you, just you know feel- what i mean by highlighting like yeah yeah yeah, share share what do you mean with highlighting so um, like when when things get highlighted to me I hear them in conversation Um, I'll think about them while I'm praying for things that are completely unrelated Um, I'll go to bed and have a dream about being in a specific place or with a specific person or something that represents a group of people Um, yeah and so uh, and then mark started like our pastor at church um he started uh mentioning korea randomly whereas he had been there but he hadn't really mentioned it before he's mentioned other countries that he's been to a whole lot more as far as i know he's only been to korea once but he mentioned it like three or four times in in that period of of december and early january and so um yeah so that's how things get highlighted for me and so that all those things happened, um, I had dreams. I had people mention it repeatedly, and um, and then things would pop up on my uh, search engine. Like I'd be searching for, I don't know, uh, where to buy like face wash in Spruce Grove, and then all of a sudden, like this Korean company would <laughs> pop up, which might be coincidence, but still, it was like it wasn't something that happened before or that I had noticed at, at any rate. And so, um, so, yeah, so I started praying into Korea because it just kept coming back and back and back. And so um, as I prayed more into Korea, um, I, I started getting more experiences like in prayer, like hearing more words about Korea and, and thinking of things that made me want to do research and uh, wondering if what I was praying was accurate and uh, and. It was like God would give me something to pray for about Korea, like the election. I had no idea there was an election going on in March. But I started praying about the election in January and I looked it up and I was praying specifically for a man named Yoon. Wow. And so I I had no idea until after I finished my pray my my prayer session that day and I looked it up and I was like, Is there an election coming soon? And so I looked it up and that's actually the president that is in office right now is president Yoon. he was elected and so wow yeah so god actually led me to pray for him before i had ever heard of him or he had gotten in office and so i think that's very significant and interesting and so in this process i started um getting into uh prayer meetings and um and all of that was very divinely oriented as well or um i don't know if that's the right way to say it Mm -hmm. um prayer meetings through like so like through zoom Mm -hmm. so i randomly got invited to these prayer meetings that i i have no idea to this day how the connections happened because when i look back i'm like how how did that person get in con- like what made them contact me and say, would you like to be part of this Zoom meeting? Okay, and where were these people from? Uh, all over the world. Wow. And not people that I have contact with, like they weren't people that I knew. I watched like a, a video on YouTube about Korea and I made some comments and then I watched a, a prophetic group speak over Korea. And uh, and I made a couple of comments just like, oh, this is wonderful. And and this is what I'm seeing for Korea as well. And, and so and then they contacted me back like I had no intention. It wasn't like I was it out and was trying to to make contact with these people. It was just randomly without any forethought. <laughs> and so I got invited to these prayer meetings, which was very interesting um, to be praying for a country consistently that's not my own country because often I'll be, have something highlighted and I'll pray about it, but it doesn't stick for a long time. And so, um, like in March, I was still praying for Korea. Usually it's like a month, two, three weeks, something like that, and, or until something happens, like something changes. Um, so I was still praying in March and then. Uh, I went away in March and when I came back um, I thought, okay, well, you know it'll have passed it didn't, (laughs) it got stronger and stronger and stronger and I was more consistently being invited to these prayer meetings where I actually was asked to to help pray specifically like week after week after week Um, and so um, that was this this other part uh, and then uh, in June or late May um, a friend of mine got an email that was accidentally sent to him he wasn't actually supposed to get it and so he got this email uh, asking for people to um, participate in um, this prayer journey or journey of forgiveness it was called. Um, and he uh, sent it to me because it was for Korea and he knew that I had had Korea highlighted to me. So he sent it to me and as soon as I saw it, I knew it was from this group that I'd had the prayer meetings with and that it was not for the general public to see. Wow! So I contacted the leader of this group and I said, look, you your email is going all over the place. And he said, okay, I'll take care of it. Um, and uh, a few minutes later, he messaged me back, and he said, would you actually like to be part of this group that's going to Korea? Wow. He said, I, I've seen your prayers online and on, on YouTube. He said your comments. He said, I've seen your comments on Zoom. He said, I've heard you pray, and I think you, you would be a perfect fit. We only have two representatives of each country, and we'd like you to be a representative of Canada, and we are still looking for another one. And so, um, (laughs) so immediately my heart said yes, but because it had been so highlighted, I didn't want it to be like, oh, I'm just going to randomly say yes without thinking or praying about it. So, um, I said, tentatively I'll say yes, but I need to pray about this for a little bit and I'll get back to you with a, an absolute yes or no, either way in, in a couple of weeks. And so, um, Andrew was with me in the car and I jokingly said to him would you like to go to Korea (laughs) and he immediately said yes (laughs) wow um but then I told him he needed to pray about it too and so he did and he prayed about it and then God started highlighting Korea and telling him things about Korea and what we needed to do while we were there and um so I just want to clarify that um, this is your son you're talking about. Andrew is your son. Andrew is my yeah. son. Yes. yes, he is my 21-year-old yes.
0: son. <laughs> I just wanted the listeners to
1: know. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, so that's how we ended up in Korea, because obviously God said yes, go to me yep. as well. And so, yeah. Okay, that is incredible. It's a bit of a long-winded story, but yes, it's incredible. So that is just the beginning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the, how it came together but then there's the journey of you actually going what did you do what did you feel from the lord what did you experience those sorts of things Mm -hmm. so you get on a flight you leave canada
1: yeah but just let me backtrack for one minute Mm -hmm. um okay so when i've been part of other uh prayer strikes or intercession groups for specific things there's been a lot of warfare around it, yeah, and it's usually uh, it comes to a head during the the meetings or during the event, and um, there was so much weight and heaviness and uh, warfare around this before I went that I thought this is going to be horrible <laughs> so I had myself prepared for that for that warfare but what's interesting is that um, God prepared me so well beforehand and I warred so much in the spirit beforehand wow. with Andrew wow. um, that uh, when we got there there was this ease wow. that I have never experienced before and some of that was the the way that the leaders of this group postured themselves, but, um, or presented themselves to the Lord. Um, But some of it was the warfare that I did beforehand. Mm -hmm. And then also the knowing that I'm called, like when I got on that plane, there was no doubt in my mind, not a single drop of doubt that I was meant to go. And that Andrew was meant to be there too yeah. and so I think sometimes we we think that warfare is just um, that when we're in an experience or a situation that the, the spiritual warfare is is um, natural and normal and that we should be going through it but I think some of it is that we're trying to do something We're not meant to do. Yes. yes. And so figuring out what is the warfare we need to engage in Mm -hmm. and what is the warfare we actually are bringing on ourselves because we're trying to walk in somebody else's calling instead of our own. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In South Korea, we landed there on, I don't know if I'm going to say this word right, uh, Chisok probably butchered that whole pronunciation anyways (laughs) it's their thanksgiving festival so it's like our thanksgiving but it's a bigger celebration it's the biggest celebration of the year and it's um a three-day sort of festival everyone goes home they spend time with their family and they have wonderful meals like we do on thanksgiving or christmas and um and there's like uh, traditional dances and skits put on in the streets, and all of the historical places are free to get into. And mm-hmm. Seoul is empty compared to what it is usually. So we landed there on the day of, just mm-hmm. we were there for that whole weekend, which was fabulous and beautiful and wonderful. Um, we got to see tourist things that usually you have to wait in line to see, and we just got to go. Wow. Yeah. So it was it was lovely, and you could hear the music in the streets when you went out. And there was, to us, there was a lot of people. But we realized after that weekend that that was not a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, so it was a beautiful time to go to Seoul because um, because of the holiday. Okay. And it was lovely to see that. Um, so one of the things we did was we went up Namsen, uh went up Namsan Tower, which is on Nam Mountain in Seoul. Um, and so you go up and um, you get to the top of the mountain, which was quite the trek for us because we went up through the trails, which are not really great. We wouldn't call them trails here. Okay. but <laughs> What do they look like compared to ours? It's like walking through the woods up a mountain. Okay. <laughs> and you're like, is this the right way? I'm going the way the arrow pointed and then eventually you come to another arrow and you're like, okay, just follow this arrow until I find another one. (laughs) (laughs) It was quite the adventure. Um, And so we went up to this top of this tower um, and you you get to the first floor of the tower and you get into an elevator and you go up to, I think it's like the fifth floor and then, um, and there's like little shops and touristy things all around, and beautiful views. And then you get to the fifth floor, and you uh, buy a ticket, which we didn't need to do for this day. Um, you buy a ticket and you go stand in line, and then you get into this other elevator, which is like um, if you've ever seen the movie Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, where he goes up mm. out of the building. Yeah, it's like that. There's like a A screen on the ceiling and it's like you're going out of the building up into space. Wow. It was so fun but because you're so high up and the wind the doors of the elevator are like shaking like you literally feel like you're going outside of a building in an elevator. Um, Like going right through the roof. Anyway so we went up to the top then into the observation deck and it's glass all around. And in the center, there's like a little cafe and a souvenir store and a candy sh- Oh my goodness, the candy shop oh, wow. it was amazing. Like wall to ceiling, floor to ceiling candy. It was so crazy. Um, and what was interesting was there was all these kids standing in line and no one was screaming. Oh. And no one was like, oh, buy me, buy me, buy. Like they're just sitting there, standing there waiting quietly, calmly, Just <laughs> no yelling, I couldn't believe it. Um, and so anyway, we're at the top of this tower and you can see all over Seoul. And then there's these uh, decals on the windows that tells you the significance of different areas in Seoul and what their, their historical or um, cultural importance are. And then above that, There are signs telling you how far you are from different places and so uh, there's one that told us how far we were from Calgary.
0: Wow! Yeah,
1: which was really cool Um, and so uh, you can see all that but you can see out all over Seoul and so we walked around maybe three times I think it was and prayed and declared over Seoul, which wow. is how we started our trip. So that was wow. that was so significant and so beautiful. And we wouldn't have been able to do that ordinarily because it's so crowded there yeah. that you go up and you stand in the shortest line and you go to the window and you take a picture and basically you leave because there's so many people. Okay. But we there's so few people that you could walk freely all around and see out the windows. And so it was a wonderful time to we went to Uh, Genkwa Island and that is um close closer to the north okay um yeah and so then we stayed there and we joined the whole group so before it was just Andrew and I and then we went and joined the group that we were meeting okay so the group that you're joining up and meeting they are people from like what kind of countries so they're were two representatives from each country who fought in the Korean War, except for North Korea and South Korea. So South Korea, there were a lot more representatives, of course, because that's where we were. Um, and then there were some representatives from North Korea there. And, um, I won't be able to tell you names yeah. because, um, security, security. Yeah. So, um, and it was interesting because most everyone there used an alias cover name yeah um, and so yeah so we went and uh, we did this journey of forgiveness which was all about um, the 16 nations that participated in the war wow. and uh, representatives from North Korea and South Korea saying we forgive you North Korea and it was incredible yeah so um, I can't tell you a lot about what we did (laughs) Um, on record Um, but uh, it was it was an unbelievable journey Um, and uh, we never went into North Korea at all just to be clear yeah yeah, we, we, we did this in South Korea yeah. um, and uh, on, the, on one of these days that we were there, we were there for four days, yeah, four full days and part of a fifth. Um, and uh, during that time, one of the things we did was uh, in 2016. Um, a group of First Nations people in the United States um, prayed this prayer that they had um, jointly written, and uh, the the man who prayed it publicly at the memorial in Washington, D.C. is named Willie Jocks. And he passed away last year. But his son gave us permission. And uh, she and uh, Lily-Jacques' son gave us permission to use this prayer. So we, they, with their help, we altered it. Um, and I got to pray that Ooh. prayer. And then uh, this lovely Korean lady prayed it in Korean. She translated it and it was a prayer of forgiveness and um, I was given a few minutes to speak beforehand and I just talked about how um, with uh, the journey of of forgiveness for the First Nations um, what many of us did was we didn't wait for someone to say I'm sorry we forgave first and that it does something in the spirit that nothing else can do. Because mm-hmm. that's what Jesus did on the cross. Yeah. Right? He mm-hmm. forgave them before they knew they needed forgiveness. And so um, so I just talked about that. <laughs> and uh, And then prayed this incredible prayer, which has so much meaning for so many of us. And, uh, huh. yeah. It was an honor, and it felt surreal. Like, even thinking back, it feels like a dream. The main purpose was to forgive North Korea. Um, and so, we did that, but we did it every day, basically. Um, and then the other... Part was um, to forgive China and Japan and Russia for their part. Wow! So because they played a huge part in um, in the war. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So they. Yeah. How. Can
0: you at all talk about, like, what you're feeling in the spirit, mm. and like, what others how, what the response was like from you
1: guys as you're praying this? Um, yes. And you don't have to. So, if you want to know the significance of China and Russia and Japan, um, and uh, their their part or role in what happened in South, in, in Korea. And um, you, you can look it up. <laughs> yeah, you, you can yeah. research that, all that's online. Okay. Um, and so, uh, can you repeat your question again? Yeah. While you're praying this mm-hmm. prayer of
0: forgiveness with intercessors from other parts of the world. Yes. In these moments, what was like happening
1: in your spirit? Mm. Uh, It felt like an out-of-body experience. Um, If I hadn't had Andrew with me, I would wonder if it was real. That's how, yeah. It was so surreal. <laughs> um, you made you guys made a mark
0: historically, yes. In spirit, and yeah. In the physical,
1: yes. Like there were times when we were praying and the ground shook, and it wasn't just <laughs> it wasn't just me feeling it. Like we talked about how it felt. Different leaders there. Please, um, okay, so what did and it people like? actually fell down like wow, because it, of the shaking because of the they shaking felt. yeah there's this one place we visited um okay so during the japanese occupation of south korea or of korea sorry not south korea then it was unified during the japanese occupation at the beginning of it they said everyone has to bow down to our gods so they built this shrine and all the shrines for japan at that time for this particular god anyway as far as i know i haven't done a whole lot of research about Japanese um, religions. It was built by, they had to be built by a rice paddy. So they had a rice paddy across from this church um, in Gangwa Island and um, across from the church. And so they built the shrine there, right across from the church. And they said, everybody has to bow down to this. And all over Korea, they built these, right? Wow. Um, And so, anyway, the pastor of this church said, no. And so they killed him, and they destroyed his church. So we went and visited this church. Um, And you walk up to it, and there's a a plaque. There's a wall, partial wall, and it has um, the archway is still there where the door was, and there's a plaque on the wall, and it dedicates it as a historical place. And so usually you're not allowed to go up there and just have a huge crowd walking around because it will disrupt the it'll destroy it eventually because it's in it is a room right yeah um, and so but they allowed us to go up and walk around um, and so we went up and we prayed uh, for the redemption of places like this in Korea wow. and of the heart um, that said no I will not bow because that's what they do in North Korea right they bow to a statue of the leader and so um so yeah so we prayed that um and we didn't at no point in time did we pray against anything we prayed for redemption we prayed about the destiny of the country we prayed about who God created this country to be and we um we blessed and released things we never came against anything because I'm not Korean. I don't have the authority to do that. Okay. Right? Yep. And so, and even even the people of Korea didn't do that. They didn't come against anything, but I think that's part of their DNA of who they are. Um, and so, wait now, I'll tell you the rest of this before I tell you that part. <laughs> yep. Um so we went up to this this uh, church or roomed room church and uh, you go in and there's some pillars left and uh, there's an altar stone and about probably a third of the wall behind the altar is left and so we went and we put oil on the altar stone and we anointed our hands and we prayed on the altar stone for all those things the redemption. Of that spirit of I will not bow in in Korea and um, yeah and of who they are and then we declared about the destiny that God uh, created Korea specifically to fulfill wow. yeah and we wow. declared scripture so um, and when we walked in to this place It felt like if you ever put your hand on someone who's like crying so hard that Mm. they're heaving that's what the ground felt like. It felt like it was moving and you could hear not everybody in the group could hear but everybody knew there was something significant happening. Um, But a few of us a handful of us could hear the ground crying yeah wow and so um, we discount a lot of these things that we read about in the bible and that we sing about in church and um, well like on Sunday when we, we, we sung about the walls like I don't think we actually stop and think about what we're singing because if we did we would see these things happen yeah. because it's not about me Mm -hmm. And it's not about you yeah it's about the spirit that works within us yes and and our source right which is the Lord Jesus Christ the creator of the universe yes and so when we call out with everything we are for God to create in us the destiny he created us to to walk in or the destiny of a nation Mm there are signs and wonders that happen it's not it's not about the sign or the wonder it's not about the the ground shaking we don't need that but it will happen and and it is a sign that there is something deeper happening there so the spirit of what we were praying in that place and the 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 heart of the man who gave up his life knowing that he had a, a wife and a child and and left behind but still willingly said no i will not bow because the only one that is worthy to be bowed to is jesus and so it, that that spirit is what the spirit of of what filled him of what caused that to happen in him in his heart is what caused the signs and wonders if that makes any sense at all I know that it's kind sense. of out there but no nope. <laughs> and so uh, so yeah I don't think we actually function in what we what is available to us and what we were created to function in because the Bible talks about we are co-creators with him yeah yeah and we don't do that yeah so Okay, I'll get off my soapbox. No, I love that. <laughs> I also, sorry, I have this
0: verse that keeps popping up. I'm sure we all know it, but even the rocks mm-hmm.
1: cry out. Yeah. I don't know where
0: exactly that is in the Bible, but.
1: Yeah. 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 And, and that all creation is groaning onto that day. Yes. Yeah. When we will see him again. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: Wow. Yeah. I just can't imagine how incredible and fulfilling there's not enough language, I don't think mm-hmm. to be able to have words for your experience in those moments no of that was history, spiritual history, physical
1: history, yeah, you were a part of mm-hmm yeah. and knowing like if if, <laughs> if no one ever heard about it 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 still did something, oh yeah, like there's no doubt in my mind or Andrew's mind or anyone that I talked to who was there that something significant shifted in the spirit part of who Korea is is uh, they they honor like no no one I've ever seen before like there is this incredible incredible honor there was this um 11 year old girl and she was leading worship Mm. she wasn't the only one who led worship there were like she would lead worship in the afternoon and someone else would lead it in the evening or whatever but um she was leading worship and not because there was no one else to do it she's leading worship because that's who she's called to be and all the adults around her honored that calling Wow. Very supportive. Yeah, and not that other places and nations don't have honor, but I think that there is a level of it that Korea walks in because they clearly understand what it means to be a servant nation. Yeah. Like, I've never encountered people so willing to help you. Like, people talk about how kind and gracious Canada is. Korea is on a whole nother playing field like they are kindness in and of itself and willing to prefer others above themselves that I have never seen and yeah and so I think there is a level of this servanthood that they walk in and an honor that creates an opening in the spirit that um, that brings forth unity and love in a way nothing else can. And I think that that's part of why that nation is divided is because um, the enemy doesn't want that on the earth. The enemy doesn't want us to act like servants. He wants us to be selfish and to prefer ourselves above others. And so there is this warfare there against that that is so incredibly strong and if you go back into the history of Korea, they were divided, they got united, they were taken over by Japan, colonized by Japan, um, and then uh, Japan was uh, evicted or, or uh, put out, and then um, after World War II, it was divided by the Allies, so Russia got part in united states got part and then um, when they wanted to have a democratic election that's how the war started because the north said no and the south said we want an election a democratic election and the north said no we want uh, a selected leader we want communism and so um and so there's that preference above yourself and not yeah and so I I, I think I think that's what part of that warfare is Um, this is kind of rambly but I think that's why there's so much warfare there and so much division is because of the key that they have of who they are it's in their DNA yeah okay incredible
0: yeah you can edit put a little note here to go and check it (laughs) 40. um okay so that's incredible was there anything else that you guys did after this Mm -hmm. that was also i know the whole trip was significant from start to finish so it's hard to say oh highlight the significant parts but
1: um so after this whole um journey of forgiveness that we did we went Andrew and I went back to Seoul we stayed in a different um, section of Seoul um, it was an older section we stayed in the newer section the first time um, and so uh, we went back and stayed there and um, we stayed for four four nights I think um, and we went to uh, the palace this is the palace that the last king of Korea uh, would have lived in. And so it was used for a long, long time. It's very old. Um, and we went to this palace, and it was so fun because we got to wear hanbok, which is the traditional clothing. Okay. And so that was, that was fabulous. Um, and before anybody asks, it's not cultural appropriation. Our friend Jiwan took us and told us it would be honoring if we wore this. Mm. And so many, so many older women and men stopped us on the street and were like, thank you for appreciating our culture. Wow, We just love seeing foreigners wear our handbok. That is so (laughs) So, loving. Yes. (laughs) Just to clear that up before (laughs) it's a question. Um, And so... Uh, so we wore hanbok and we went to the palace and you walk through the gate of the palace and um, all over Korea I noticed that there were uneven walkways and I thought why like they're so um, they put so much uh, emphasis on efficiency and things to be well done in every other aspect like why are the walkways so rough and hard to walk on so the lady at the beginning of our tour, said, or our tour guide said, um, that the reason why the walkways are uneven is so that the sun doesn't glint in your eyes and cause you to look down instead of at the people. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very exciting in and yes, of itself. Yes. And so, but this pathway after the gate was especially rough, but the stones were beautiful and immaculate and snow white. Mm-hmm. And so she, she said, now the reason why this one is so much rougher is because you're meant to think about every step you take, because this is called the pathway to the king or the way of the king. And so you would walk along this pathway and there would be people there, servants, and they would be cleaning this all the time to keep it immaculate and beautiful and, and so you could walk without debris or anything in the way. And there were, those people would be along the way and they would be saying things like, are you preparing your heart for meeting the king? Are you, are you preparing your mind for meeting the king? What's on your heart? What brings you to meet the king today? And they would be asking you all along the way if you were prepared and what 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 your purpose was. And so you were consciously thinking about each step while you were consciously thinking about if you had prepared yourself beforehand and what it was that was bringing you before the king. And so you walked all this way and then finally you got to these stairs and the stairs are like perfectly cut and so easy to walk up. they're like the exact perfect distance, like they, but they were the nicest stairs I've ever walked up. Like it didn't feel like going upstairs. Yeah. It didn't feel like work. Maybe it was cause the pathway is so difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, so you walk up these stairs and at the top of the stairs is uh, the King's receiving hall, I guess you would call it. Um, it's the place where he would sit in the daytime and receive visitors. So his throne is there and uh and behind this this um enclosure you can see the five mountains of korea and so two of them are in south korea but three of the ones you see are in north korea and so you can see all like all of the high points of korea in this one spot and so it's behind the king and um and he's sitting there And you're ready to face the king but you've prepared your heart all this way to meet the king and um, there's something in (laughs) in in that journey that i went through that i i came to the realization that there is something in every culture That is the DNA or fingerprints of the Lord and there is a redeeming point that he wants us to come to so not to say that everything about a culture is good or that we should put an emphasis on our culture but I think that when we put all of these these fingerprints of the Lord that are in different cultures together we get this beautiful picture of unity and of God's heart for us and his desire for us to get back to him. And so I came to that realization walking on this path when I got and and got to this point uh, of of this place where you get to see the king. And the other thing about being there in this spot where his throne was, was that um, the tour guide told us that the king would get up at four in the morning and he wouldn't go to bed till 11 or 12 at night. And so the first thing he would do is he would take care of himself. He would do his ablutions, like his cleansing stuff. And uh, he would feed his mind by reading. And then, or studying. And then he would eat. And then he would sit there and receive his people. And uh, his his whole purpose of being was to make his people happy so when you were training the crown prince was training to be king he was learning to love his people more than himself and because of this rigorous schedule most kings only lived to be 40 or less like 40 was a long time for a king to live and so on average and so um so they would pour out their lives literally knowing that they were sacrificing themselves for their people like how beautiful is that (laughs) so beautiful culturally like this is their this is the the foundation this is who this people these people are right and so i'm like oh you have a unique part of God's heart. Oh yes, that I am so glad that I got to witness, and I got to hear about, and I got to know. Yeah, it's beautiful. Like, how can you not bless the people like that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: This is really life changing for you, for anybody. I yes. like. I think every, obviously, every person in this group. Uh, including you and Andrew, like, mm-hmm. like, how do you leave that the exact same as when you first showed up?
1: Mm-hmm. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, if if I'm being completely honest on the flight home, I, I was like, I, I don't know if I can go back to normal life. And I don't really want to, knowing that you have to, because that's how you relationship and and all those things are what you're called to, right? Like that that's our main calling is to have relationship with people and bring them to Christ, right? Like yeah. that's what we're meant to do after loving the Lord. And so I'm I'm in this place and I'm like I I, I think this might be the high point of my life. <laughs> and now what? Yeah. Like I I don't want to go back to the mundane. I don't want like I love that this happened, but I don't necessarily want this to be the high point. I want to have points like this over and over and over again. And that that sounds kind of selfish, but it's yeah, it it's a desperate cry. Like I I I want to be that close. I want to I want to feel that presence and understand things about God's heart from having gone places and been with people outside of my normal relationships of every day which I've so value I value all those relationships I'm so blessed and grateful and I think that those relationships are what allowed me to do this journey in the first place and having people pray at home supported all of that but um but I don't want that to be the end But then at the same time, it feels like, how can how can this happen again? Like, how, how, how it, it was just so extraordinary and incredible that it, it feels like it's a one-time thing to feel that presence and all of So, yeah, yeah, yeah there was a, a, a grieving on the way home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: We're going to pray, though. (laughs) I also just think, wow, how obedient you were in the very beginning, back to when you were talking about, like, back in February, Mm -hmm. when you were just having all these things highlighted. You didn't just let it go. You you kept on
1: pressing in, pressing in, pressing in. And you feel like you're crazy. So I just want to say, if anybody's listening to this and they feel like there's something that they're praying that feels nuts like it's just so beyond what their ability is or their their um, finances can uh, support or or they're just yeah feeling like the incredible heaviness of it there's there's a grace that comes and yes it will be hard to walk in that but there is a grace that God will give you and there is a blessing in it and so you're not nuts <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
1: yes, yes, you're yes. not nuts even though everyone around you might think what is that person doing like why can't you let it go why can't you stop talking about this you're not crazy god is calling you to something and he doesn't call us all to the same thing and so it's okay just continue to walk in it. Just continue to pray for it. And no one else has to worry about it. No one else has to has to feel the calling. Sometimes we think that when we're called to something or some, some place or group or people are highlighted to us, that everyone has to feel that uh, same urgency that we do. And so that's the part you need to let go because you are not anyone else. You have a unique handle on what God is saying to you, not to anyone else. And so just let it go. No one else needs to feel the burden of it. If they do, great. But they don't need to. It's it's something he's called you to. So feel free to walk in that to the fullness of what he's allowed you to and what he's given you grace for. In closing,
0: would you mind praying and just, however the Lord leads you, just to cover our future listeners and then and then i'll pray for you in our
1: closing Mm -hmm. okay so we thank you lord for each one um that has come to listen to this podcast we ask for your blessing upon them for your grace your mercy your love that they would just feel your love and your care um emanating through this podcast and Lord, we just ask that if any of these uh, listeners are called to intercession, yes. Yes. Uh, that you would lead them and teach them in it, Lord Jesus, because there is no teacher like you. Um, of all the books and uh, and and sessions I've sat in, no one has taught me as much as you have taught me, oh God. And so um, I just ask that you would uh, come into their rooms when they're, when they're praying and when they're interceding and that you would teach them because you, oh God, understand intercession way better than we ever could or any book could ever explain. And uh, we just ask that you would rise up intercessors, oh Lord. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that you would ri- raise them up to speak over nations, over people groups, yes. over communities, over families. Uh there's no higher or greater or lesser in the kingdom. And so we just ask, Lord, wherever there's a need, that you would raise up intercessors. Yeah. And so even for those who don't even know they're called to intercession, we ask that you would spark something in them through this podcast, oh God, yes. that you would spark in their hearts and in their spirits something that would bring them to you and start asking questions about intercession and, and how you would have them to intercede for others. And so we thank you, oh God. We thank you for Jessa's uh, faithfulness. And we thank you, Lord, for this platform. And uh, we bless each one who hears this.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much, Lord, for Andrea. And I thank you, God, that she loves you so much. And I thank you for her yes to come and share on this podcast. And I thank you for her yes in um, her obedience to you in this intercessor, inter, sorry, intercess intercessory uh, prayer journey with you, Lord, to this part of the world, I just, we just, I bless her and I honor her and I pray that all of the things that she experienced with you and all of the seeds that you planted in her, that they will just flourish flourish, flourish, and just spread far and wide. I thank you for her laid down life to you, Lord. I thank you that she obeyed you. She heard and she obeyed and and she, it, it, it was a cost. The cost was you lay your life down to go on this trip. You lay, you know, your selfish stuff down to go on this trip for you, Lord. And I thank you for the connections that you brought together, all of these interconnections that were so important we bless those and ask for your fire over those connections and we ask for more lord Mm -hmm. and we ask for more over andrea jesus Mm -hmm. we ask for more lord she's so hungry and thirsty for more 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 and so i pray we'll bring Mm -hmm. more opportunities like this open doors over her father and um just pour your oil over her presence your presence over her God no matter where she goes um and so I just pray you will continue doing more over her and do the impossible over her Lord and I thank you for her heart posture and the preparation that it took and that she's still doing and that she will continue to do um, as she meets with her King daily Mm. yeah thank you so much for this time In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this is the end of the podcast. I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you very much for taking time out of your day to listen to this testimony today. I pray that you have been blessed and encouraged, uh, filled with hope. And if you have anybody that the Lord has placed on your heart to share this testimony with, please do that. Have a wonderful day, and again, thank you for listening to Not Alone Podcast. See you soon.